There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh, and I hope everybody is having a fantastic day. Man, I, I hear your guys' news every day, your local news, and what is up with all the people being shot in Rochester? I mean, maybe it's an indication of liberal leadership and liberal laws. I think so, because I don't know. I, I never remember hearing about that many shootings before. It's every day there's a new shooting, a new person walking in the hospital being shot. Uh, it's sad. It's a sad time to be alive, and, and things in this world are ramping up, and chaos is ensuing. And with us today is Dr. Kirk Elliott with GetGoldToday.com. Kirk, how are we doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, my man. I'm doing well. So we're seeing uh, a decline in the housing market. For, for five months in a row <laughs> is the actual... <laughs> finish to that sentence. I mean, but that's no surprise because when you've got rising interest rates, which have gone up over over two and a quarter percent over the last four months, and mortgage rates have gone up double that, it's like, well, when, when housing prices were almost unaffordable to begin with, now couple that with rising rates, yeah, of course, mortgage applications are going to come down. The availability, um, of, well, not availability, but people won't be able to afford to buy houses, right? Especially when banks are actually having a liquidity crisis and don't really want to lend out money on a, on a loan that's going to take 15 to 30 years to repay. The, you know, the consumer confidence moving forward is so low. It's like banks read those same reports. They have the same feelings because people are people, right? And the, the bankers are thinking, man, do we really want to give out three hundred, five hundred thousand, a million dollars for the purchase of a house? when we're not going to get all that paid back for 15 to 30 years in, in a world where they're thinking, who knows what comes next? You know, it's, it's, it's a coupling of, of numerous things, rising rates, people not having money, and lenders not really willing to lend. It's like a toxic mm -hmm. combination. It, it is, and I, I think that uh, potentially we could see uh, a bubble bursting here with the economy coming up very, very soon. And these, uh, the housing market is really one of the first indications of a declining economy over a period of time. And I, I think that this is one of the first indications that it's going to be uh, a very bad winter and probably a bad start to next year. I would agree. And, and what you just said, there's so much truth and validity in that because all we have to look to is China right now. You know, last fall when we were talking about Evergrande, you know, largest real estate holding company on the planet, um, not being able to make its interest payments, but their interest payments were not normal. They were like $100 million, $200 million, $500 million a month interest payments, right? Well, they couldn't make them. So that was the beginning of the, the, <laughs> the, beginning of the birth pains for, for China's real estate collapse, right? Now the banks there don't have money. But, but the same thing is going to happen here, Josh, when, when our banks don't have money because of a real estate collapse and people not being able to make their mortgage payments every month. I mean, it's just, 
it's it's simply a function of mass. It just doesn't work. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people are talking right now about this executive order. I don't know if you heard about this one, Executive Order 14067. Um, This was signed by Joe Biden back in March of 2022. And this is the implementation of the cryptocurrency, basically the end of the dollar. And not only of a cryptocurrency, but of various draconian control factors that go along with this into a centralized blockchain of which will impede on our Fourth Amendment rights. Um, It will allow the Federal Reserve and IRS to basically have every indication of what we're doing at all times, what we're spending our money on, to shut down that money at any point in time. And this is coming faster than we can even imagine. Way faster. So, I mean, that's a pretty extensive executive order. And it kind of just went over everybody's back in March when, when it was written. But if you dig into it now, so here's where you can connect some serious dots. You look in Section 4 of that executive order, you know, it's a couple paragraphs long, but what does it go over? It goes over legal, legal surveillance of all U.S. citizens, complete control of all bank accounts and purchases, the ability to crush free speech and silence opposing views. I mean, this is, this is absolutely insane, but what's the goal? The, the goal is to go to cryptocurrency, like you said, and do away with, with paper cash. See, here's the thing. I, I think um, the paper that we have in our pockets, you know, the, the dollar bills, the $20 bills, it, they're going to be soon no better than, than toilet paper, seriously. And what do they want to replace it with? Let's call it, I don't know, whatever they're going to call it, maybe a Fed coin or whatever they're going to call it, right? But, but with that is with those digital tokens, which – you're, you're an expert in the crypto world, um, mm-hmm. blockchain. It's normally decentralized, right? But in a centralized world, with those digital tokens, the government has the ability to monitor your cash remotely. They can turn off your bank account at the touch of a button. Um, they can track every purchase every time you make it. But here, if you take it one step further and apply that to the inflation reduction bill that, that Biden you know, signed into law just, you know, a week or so ago. Well, it references these exact things, CBDC and the Inflation Reduction Bill, in going into cryptocurrency. And so how in the world did an executive order that was written back in March now directly apply to this Inflation Reduction Bill? But here's where it gets a little bit scary for me, because I work with people's retirements all the time. And we have to look at the source, who, who wrote these things, they're, they're, socialist, communist, progressives, right? Well, what do they want? They want complete people control. They want control over your finances. They want the, the ability which they can get in a CBDC, uh, Fed coin or currency unit, whatever they're going to call it, the ability to accelerate or decelerate your withdrawals from your retirement account, right? Because I, I, I envision this, and it's just my speculation, um, that it'll be kind of like a voucher system, like like food stamps, right? Where where everyone gets an allotment from their retirement account, and once you're done, you're done with that every month. Let's say you had a three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars in your bank account, in your retirement account, and they'll say, okay, you get fourteen hundred bucks a month. They just get to decide. I mean, this is where this is going in this big brother Orwellian world is the 
the ability or disability to even take money out of your retirement account because they might not like who you who you donate to. They might not like the food you eat. They might not like what you spend your money on. And, and they have the ability with the flip of a switch and complete clarity of transactions to make that happen. It's not a pipe dream. And I, I agree with you. I think this is more real and closer than what we think. Uh, yeah, and I'm in agreement. And, you know, one great example of this is China. China introduced their digital Wong last year, and they did it for basically uh, a beta testing purposes. And the way that they organized this is they had a select group of people, primarily their lower class people. They issued it through their communist-controlled banks, which would be very similar in the United States to their, the Central Reserve Banks. And what they did is they basically told people is you have to link up all of your bank accounts. You have to link up all of your digital wallets to your primary bank wallet. And then what you do is you come in and you begin to exchange your fiat currency for the digital currency, and they'll give you extra dollars of the digital currency along with your exchange rate. And then what happens is you get integrated into the system and everything that you do, every transaction you make, every dollar you earn and every dollar you spend is tracked. Not only tracked in the sense of purchases, but also in the analytics. They sell your data. They utilize that data against you. Like you said, if you donate to someone's political campaign, if you're spending money on a a website here that's conservative in nature, they're going to know this and they will force audits on you. They will do various other things within their their tool set to suppress people. And the retirement accounts is one of the big things. I mean, we're, we're headed towards a world of GBI, global basic income. And this is going to ring true once a lot of these layoffs begin. We just had 56% of the Fortune 500 companies say that in the next 12 months, they're going to be doing massive layoffs. Ford Motor Company is going to add 11,000 jobs due to their $11 billion investment into electric cars. And that was four months ago. Today they announced, or yesterday they announced, 4,000 layoffs. Wow. Well, how quickly things can change, right? When, mm-hmm. And that just tells us that we're at that point of critical mass. We've been living on other people's money, printing money like there's no tomorrow. The debt became unsustainable. And that works while it works. It works until you run out of money and nobody else wants your currency. And, and there's proof in that with, with China, for example, dumping U.S. treasuries like it's yesterday's laundry, dumping Japanese treasuries, dumping European Union treasuries. They, they don't want them anymore because in, in a world where, where what's a treasury? It's a 30-year bond, right? That's what the U.S. Treasury is. Well, when, when interest rates go up, the value of those bonds comes down. Right. So here's China. And they said, OK, we've got we've got trillions of dollars of U.S. Treasuries. They now dipped below a trillion for the first time since 2010. And when you look at why they're doing it, why would they sell something if it's so safe? Well, because it's not so safe. Right. And the Fed has already announced earlier this year that they're going to do like 12 rate hikes in a row. Well, we've had four. So there's still a bunch more coming. There's still eight more coming. Every month they raise rates, the value of those bonds comes down. So here's China thinking, I'm not going to wait for a month or two to get rid of these things. I'm going to start dumping them now because if I wait, they're going to be at a lower price. This causes the inflationary spiral to get worse if we have no capital inflow coming. Yep, 100%.
Kirk, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with more Dr. Kirk Elliott right after this in the Dr. Light Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show, and we're talking to Dr. Kirk Elliott about the upcoming dark winter of the economy. Um, Kirk, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm seriously concerned with what's happening in this country right now economically, especially with today Joe Biden announcing student loan debt relief. What are your thoughts on this? Well, that's an expensive proposition. It's really expensive. So I don't know, you know, when, when you look at that, it's like, why would they even do that? Well, because they think moving forward, these people aren't going to get jobs. These kids coming out of school, they're not going to get jobs. There's going to be no way to pay it off. So rather than having all these bad loans, well, why not just pass it into lots like, hey, we're going to be the great benevolent people of the country, and we're going to forgive these loans right before the election. How convenient. Hmm. Well, and if we remember, we've talked about this before, and we've talked about how the Democrats have to provide some type of economic stimulus right before the elections, that they need the 
public perspective, the shift in their direction, at least in the sense of the mainstream narrative. And one of the things that I said is that by the end of August or September, we're going to start seeing talk about student debt loan relief. We're going to be start seeing about a aid package going to Ukraine. And then by the end of September, they're going to have to fund the government till the end of December. And they're going to do a stimulus for the American people. And all this will stimulate the economy temporarily throughout October into November. And uh, hopefully, for uh, in their sense, give the Democrats the edge that they want socially in the news and media to steal the election. <laughs> and I don't say hopefully in the sense that I want this to happen. I've said hopefully in their sense. But... This is something that we've called for, and now we're seeing this actually unfold with the student debt loan relief. And then Joe Biden just approved another like hundred, hundred million or something like that. What is this hundred million from the taxpayers going to Russia, or sorry, Ukraine? Well, I mean, you think about it, and the, the Democrats need a lot of votes because the economy stinks. People haven't been working. Inflation is persisting. People can't afford to feed their families. I mean, it, it, outside of something of a of a big, huge gift to try to entice people to vote for them, right? I, I mean, it would just be, I mean, they would, and, and this is the case for usually in midterm elections, the, the prevailing party loses their seats, right? I mean, they just do. But this year, it's going to be way worse than that. So how about all these students with these dreams of, of entering the workforce with a great job and they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on their college education to go do that and then boom i there's no jobs for them nobody's hiring what i don't want to have to go work at taco bell or mcdonald's right i I just got a college degree so how about hey we understand it's a little bit tough right now and we're just going to forgive your your college debt right and so great way to get votes um but I would, I would be suspect to see how long that lasts, right? Because how are they going to pay for it? Well, they're going to print more money. That's going to create more inflation, right? So the very policies that they're trying to, to enact to get votes is going to make the one problem that's causing everybody not to vote from worse. <laughs> and so, I mean, th- this really is a catch-22. The, the irony there is just um, yeah. laughable in a sense. Um, obviously, the midterms are big on everybody's radar, We know that the BRICS nations, Russia, Brazil, India, China, South Africa, we have Saudi Arabia potentially joining. We have Turkey right now potentially being sanctioned by the U.S. because of their collaboration with the BRICS nations. Um, We have multiple other countries that are probably going to join suit and jump on board with the BRICS alliance that's forming, which is a new economic alliance, which are harnessing behind gold-backed currencies. What's your thoughts on this? Well, so it's it's a new, like, access and allies power struggle, right? It's economic warfare. And and this all started when, when the Russia-Ukraine conflict started. And, and Biden did the nuclear option of getting getting Russia out of the SWIFT system to receive wires, right? So Or, you know, no wires coming in, no wires going out. So Putin said, I'm going to take care of my people. I would have done the same thing, right? I, as if I were the president of the country and people were, you know, making it unable for my citizens to live, I would do the same thing he did. Well, he went to China and said, hey, you've got this, this other SIPs program. It's like SWIFT. Let's join that. 
And then they got a bunch of other countries on. And then Russia, who's one of the largest suppliers of oil-based products in the world, started telling other countries, it's like, hey, we're getting rid of the petrodollar. Um, um, India, Poland, Italy, um, you know, they bring Saudi Arabia. And it's like, okay, no more U.S. dollar. We'll really stick it to them. And so this all started with one executive action a while back, right? So, so now we've got, we've got this, this void and the, the eastern countries, China and, and Russia and all these other countries, are filling that void to, in this power vacuum. And they want to be the world economic superpower. And they're doing a really good job at it. Because what, is, what does the West have to offer under, under Biden's administration? Massive amounts of debt, massive amounts of inflation, printing money like there's no tomorrow, losing its reserve currency status. Um, I mean... There's going to be countries around the world that want to survive. They want all the manufacturing stuff that, that China creates. They want all the oil that the Middle Eastern nations and, and Russia provides. They want the, the natural gas that Russia, you know, puts into, into Europe. They're the main supplier of it. People are going to, when, and when they say, we're not going to heat your homes, we're not going to give you food, you're not going to get oil, and, oh, by the way, unless you start this, how about we uh, put massive tariffs on, on anything. I mean, they, they can use economic warfare to win this battle, and they can kill us economically before they, without even any troops. I mean, this is what's going on right underneath our nose. I 100% I, I agree, and, and that's a great assessment. And, and we need to touch on this aspect as well, that this is economic warfare, but the fact that Russia was able to do what they did against Western sanctions just shows the massive decline in the superiority of the United States economically and politically globally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they're as small and backwards as what people thought. And that's what happens when you're a massive food producer and a massive energy producer, the two things that everybody on the planet needs to survive, right? Um, I mean, they're, they're really not as small as what people think, but what made it what made it bad for, for the West is their, their location in, in fueling Europe and their proximity to China. I mean, it's, it's, it's a perfect storm against the American way, right? And, and I think that our way of life is going to change because when we lose that petrodollar status and, and China dumping our U.S. treasuries and other countries dumping our U.S. treasuries, does that mean our debt goes away? No, it's still there. So how do you fund it if you have no capital inflow? Well, you just print your way out of it because you still have a printing press. So this is where I think it does get darker before it gets lighter. Um, you know, dark to light, just like your show, right? And yep. and this is where we're going. I think it is we're going to have to go through a really yucky, dark valley before we can hit that mountaintop. And and it's gonna, but it's gonna take some major change. I mean. What we don't know is, is the CBDC system going to prevail, uh, which is all about people control, all about the ability to cut off people's ability to buy or sell, or is there going to be something that's free, like a quantum financial system where it's power back to the people monetarily? Um, time will tell. This is, like, this is like 1776 all over again. Um, what if we would have lost that war? Well, we didn't. We won, right? This is, this is another... Uh, revolutionary war of sorts of of and of financial magnitude, right? But but that always ends up in social disorder, 
economic chaos always ends up in social disorder, just like what we're seeing in China, just like what we're seeing in Sri Lanka, just like what we're seeing in other parts of the world, in, in Venezuela. When their currency collapses, people start to go crazy. And that's exactly what's happening in other parts of the world. And I expect that, sadly, to happen here. I don't want to be the prophet of gloom and doom, but it's just reality. 100%. Kirk, we had about a minute left. Talk to me about what gold and silver are doing and why we need to get into it. Well, since the Fed raised rates the last time a couple weeks ago, silver went up 11%. 11 in a couple weeks span. Now it's, it's um, had a few days of, of correction, but it's still up about 5% in two weeks. I mean, you multiply that out, that's 10% for a month. That's 120%. We're on pace, even after this correction, for a massive growth year. What's great about gold and silver, tangible assets, you take delivery of it, get out of the system kind of currency, right? It's a great investment that's, that's trending up nicely, but it also provides people freedom um, to get out of this, this big brother or well-used world that we're about to embark on. 100%. Dr. Kirk Elliott, thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk to you next week on the Dark Delight Show. Everybody, if you want to find out more about Dr. Kirk Elliott, go to getgoldtoday.com. Com. Again, that website is getgoldtoday.com. Or you can go ahead and give his team a call. That number is 720-605-3900. And they're going to take care of your retirement or your gold and your silver needs. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And again, if you guys are interested in working with Dr. Kirk Elliott and his amazing team, uh, they are financial advisors. But even if you have a financial advisor, you're just looking to get into a gold or silver or metal backed IRA or transfer an existing IRA or whatever you have an old 401k or if you just got a lot of cash laying around and you want to take advantage of the potential gains that are coming about through gold and silver. Uh, again, go to getgoldtoday.com. That's the URL that you put into your web browser, getgoldtoday.com. Or the easiest way is to just call them and leave a voicemail or, or talk to one of their um, their staff over there, 720-605-3900. It's incredibly important, I'm telling you. Uh, yesterday, Donald Trump t- uh, truthed out this, uh, this one right here. And this is where it starts to get interesting. Incredible and irrefutably correct opinion today in Wall Street Journal by highly respected constitutional scholars David Rivikin Jr. and Lee Casey, entitled The Trump Warrant Had No Legal Basis, a former president's rights under the Presidential Records Act trumped the statute the FBI cited. In other words, this assault on my home should never have happened, a political weaponization of law enforcement. What will I now do to get my reputation back? Well, I think he's going to release some Trump cards, but... Looking into this, and, and what did Rifkin and, and Casey have to say? They said, Donald Trump's residence in Mar-a-Lago, the judge who issued the warrant at Mar-a-Lago, has signaled that he is likely to release the redacted version of the affidavit supporting it. But the warrant itself suggests the answer is likely no, the FBI had no le- legally valid cause for the raid. The warrant authorized the FBI to seize all physical documents and records constituting evidence, contraband, fruits of crime, and other 
items legally possessed in violation of 18 USC 793-2071 or 1519, emphasis added. These three criminal statutes all address the possession and handling of materials that contain national security information, public records, or material relevant to an investigation or other matters properly before a federal agency or the courts. So, basically, is these statutes don't pertain to someone who is covered under the Presidential Records Act. The president himself, well president, can declassify any document he wishes. And that's exactly what Donald Trump did. Now, isn't this interesting? I, and I want to show the parallels here, okay? Because a new article came out, documents recovered at Mar-a-Lago were among the government's most classified a letter shows. And they're talking about special access program documents that were in these bo- uh, these boxes. National security secrets, usually Department of Defense type of weapon systems, aircraft, these types of things are usually under special access programs. Now, various congressmen congressmen and senators, including Rubio, Marco Rubio, have requested a review of these documents to to look at what was in them. And this will most likely be denied because of the nature of those documents if they really were special access program documents. Now, a few things. In order for the president, Donald Trump, to have special access program documents, he must first be read into the program. Okay, so even the president of the United States, it doesn't matter who you are, the secretary of defense, if there's a special access program and you do not have access granted by the coordinator of that SAP program, you will not get access. And that includes the president, that includes the the secretary of defense, the joint chiefs, it doesn't matter who you are. You have to be read into it or a summary read-in of these in order to get any type of documentation on it. So that either means that these were special access programs that Donald Trump created under his administration that he was aware of, that he was leading and bringing forth, or these are special access programs that he was read into specifically. Now, I want you to understand the parallels here. Okay? They're talking about Donald Trump being in possession of classified top secret information and special access material, access program material. And they're bringing him up on charges. Now, does anybody see the irony of this situation? Does anybody see how this is actually a move by the deep state and Hillary Clinton to go against, to go back at Trump? They believe that since Donald Trump shut down the stealing of the 2016 election, that Donald Trump stole it from Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton had the email server, which was sending special access program emails to an offshore business account, which the IP confirmed right off of China. She had classified material on her server, and no charges were brought up. No raids were done. She acid-washed multiple different hard drives with over 33,000 emails on them under FBI subpoena and then sat down with Comey and had coffee. And now they're rubbing it in Donald Trump's face with this ironic move against him. Isn't it interesting? But here's the thing is, I think Donald Trump set them up. I think that he understands exactly what they're doing and he knows their next move. And I think Donald Trump has 
a trump card. I think that there's going to be information coming out very, very shortly, which is going to blow this wide open. Not even awesome on top of that is this week we have or sorry, next month we have the start of Igor Dashenko's trial. Now, John Durham has just brought in a new prosecutor, getting rid of his um, one of his trial attorneys, DeFilippis. He's brought in Adam Small. Now, who's Adam Small? <laughs> well, according to his LinkedIn, he's a trial attorney with experience prosecuting the Espionage Act, trade secrets and economic espionage, sanctions, export control, FARA, wire fraud, money laundering, cyber, cyber and RICO offenses. Hmm. Dushenko was charged last year with five counts of making false statements to the FBI. Durham says the comments were about information Dushenko provided for the dossier. The Department of Justice watchdog concluded that Dushenko eventually undermined Steele's unfounded claims of a well-developed conspiracy between former President Donald Trump and Russia. Now, Igor Dushenko is one of the main guys who dug up the fake dirt for the Steele dossier, which was utilized to basically create the fake Russia narrative and ultimately lead to the first impeachment and the Mueller investigation. Now, what's interesting is they're bringing on Adam Small, who deals with, well, RICO offenses, who deals with Espionage Act, trade and economic espionage. This could get very interesting very fast, especially with September coming up. And this could be the September surprise is when certain people get named during this trial. And that's what, if you remember, that's what they did with the Kevin Kleinsmith trial is they mentioned certain names. And this one is different too, because this is no longer taking place in DC like the last trial did, which basically the liberals have control of. This one will be in Virginia, which is going to be more conservative pushing. And so I think that we're going to probably see Igor Dushenko sentenced as well as many other people named. And once he's sentenced, that's when this guy will begin talking. And he is very, very well connected within the radicalized Democrats. Marjorie Taylor Greene announced this morning that she was swatted again in her home. And so popular conservative representative Marjorie Taylor Greene was swatted last night at her home just after 1 a.m. in the morning. Swatting is an action or practice of making a prank call to emergency services in an attempt to bring about a dispatch of a large number of armed police officers to a particular address. This is a dangerous prank used by American left against their political opponents. It is very dangerous because it could lead to a violent confrontation if the police are not aware of the situation. Um, she posted on her Twitter last night. I was spotted just after 1 a.m. I can't express enough gratitude for my local law enforcement here in Rome, Floyd County. More details to come. Um, so basically what happened is they were swatted and I think they realized whose house it was and they probably contacted her before going in. Usually what happens when they swat is there are no knock warrants. Oh, yeah. Usually these people will call up emergency services and say, this person is, you know, being violent and they're going to, you know, shoot somebody or do this. And that's when the no knock warrant comes in and the police rush in armed. And if you do that to certain people's houses in the middle of the night, they could think that someone's trying to break into their house and they come down with a rifle or a pistol. And then there's a confrontation and it could get really, really ugly. Unfortunately, nothing like that has been happening but uh, I think as this moves forward and the left get more and more desperate and radical, we're going to begin to see these types of events more and more. 
Election Integrity, Alabama ES&S voting machines accepted Xeroxed ballot during the machine testing. Uh, this past weekend, Mike Lindell hosted the Moment of Truth Summit in Springfield, Missouri. Election integrity activists and experts from around the country had the opportunity to present their individual states and discrepancies they found throughout the week. The Gateway Pundit has been following this, and they're reporting that many of these states, you may have thought, well, at least we had thought, um, that were GOP strongholds, aren't necessarily that. The fire engine's red. You may be shocked to find out that even the reddest states can be manipulated utilizing these voting machines and unclean, unclean voter rolls. Election integrity should never be a partisan issue. But guess what? It is. And I've always said this, that the majority of these states steal for the Republican and the Democrat side. Um, some of the highlights in one county in Alabama, ESS voting machines accepted Xerox copies of mail-in ballots during logic and accuracy testing. This is not good because the paper is supposed to be weighted on these ballots, and these machines are only supposed to accept the various weighted ballots. Rather than address this very serious vulnerability, ESNS representative told them there's no way people would do this and that you would see people feeding Xerox ballots through the machines. Isn't that what we saw in Georgia? That's exactly what we were seeing in Georgia. They decided to try this experiment in another county, believed to be Baldwin County, and took the ballot to the print shop to make copies. The print shop should have refused to print copies of the legal U.S. ballot, but rather asked, how many copies do you need? The machines in the second county accepted Xerox copies. Better yet, these ballots were shaped to fit with scissors and still accepted. It should be made into law that print shops cannot knowingly print these copies. I agree. And so we're seeing this voter fraud already happening. I think it just happened there in, in New York, didn't it? Oh, man. Anyways, we're going to be very back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. 
My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And, uh, you know, speaking of elections, there is a crazy time ahead of us. We, we know that there is massive voter fraud out there. I just mentioned that I think one of your elections in New York was just stolen, uh, that runoff election. Pretty sure it was. But, uh, you know, I, I've been a proponent that, that we have to get down at the local level, that we have to flip these city councils, these school boards, these county boards, these mayor positions. You have to get back to your local community. You have to flip those positions because that's where the real infiltration is. That's where the real criminality occurs. And if what we're seeing in Florida is an indication of what's to come, then potentially we will be in good shape. Florida flips multiple woke school boards from liberal to conservative. Parents, educators are fighting back. They're standing up against this radical liberalism that is sweeping over the United States. Now, this is a good thing. Now, do I agree with banning books? No, I don't. I I think that banning books is absolutely ridiculous. Do I believe in selecting the appropriate criteria and educational material for schools? Yeah, I do. But I wouldn't call for a banning of those books. Would I ban them from school? I I would not allow them to be in the curriculum for the school. How about that? That, That's a better way of approaching it other than saying banning books. We look like Nazis when we talk about banning books. And you know what? I, I I don't care about the content in the book is that any book deserves to be written and deserves to be read by somebody who's interested in that. That's just the way the world works. That's freedom. If we don't believe in freedom for people we despise, then we don't believe in it for ourselves. But yeah, we're seeing multiple school boards, liberal school boards, all throughout Florida flipping. And I think that this is happening as well throughout the country because we have parents who are motivated. We have parents who are seeing the attacks by the Department of Justice, the attacks by the radical liberals onto the parents of these children who who are sending their kids to get an education in public schools and the public schools are nothing more than indoctrination centers for radical liberal policies. And I think people have just had enough. And so this is where we start. We start in these local levels. And I'm going to be really excited to see how all this works out in November for the local and the state level, because that's where the real battle is. You got to remember the the America, the United States of America is made up of a culmination of all the people, of all the communities, of all the collaboration, right? And this starts first in the home with the mother and the father and the children, with the family orientation of the moral and ethical base that's produced in that home. Then it extends out to the community. Because if you have a good moral and ethical base within your household, 
and you have a community that has a good moral and ethical base, then you have a strong community that collaborates together that in times of emergency and cataclysm or whatever it might be, they come together and they help each other. They're human to each other. And if you have that strong community, now you get a strong city, a strong town, a strong village. Now people vote with their conscience, with their moral and ethical base, based upon what's better for all of them in the sense of their consensus views. It becomes apolitical in a sense. And if you have a strong city, town, or village, now you have a strong state. Because the moral and ethical values that are culminating start to reflect within that state. Now the state legislator, the governor, are all reflective of that nature. And if you have a strong state, and this is done in each state, now you have a strong federal government. This is how it is built up. So this is why it's critical and crucial that we take back these local elections, that we go out there and we vote, we go out there and we run for office. We go out there and we campaign, we speak up for those who we believe in. James Madison, Federalist 46, I always talk about this. The two things that a citizen of the United States of America should do is disquietude and civil disobedience. Get out there on your soapbox and yell and scream at the top of your lungs what is happening in the world and make sure people hear you. And I use that in an analogical format because we have to red pill people. We have to wake people up. And red pilling people isn't telling them what's happening. Red pilling people is allowing them to see that the information that is coming into their senses is being utilized against them to manipulate their actions, their judgments, and their thoughts. That's what a red pill really is. And so as November comes about, we, we have to keep this in mind that really the real fight, the real battle is at the local levels. Because if you can protect your town, your village, your state, your city, your community, then you are marking the beginning of a new American revolution. One that is based upon liberty, freedom, justice, accountability, prosecution of sedition and treason by those who have committed atrocious crimes against people. And that starts at that local level. I know many of you are looking around and you're looking in your town, you know, Scottsville, Leroy, Avon, Caledonia, Henrietta, Rochester, Brockport, wherever you might be. And you're looking around and what you're seeing is you're seeing your town, your village, your, your city, whatever it is, infiltrated by people who do not represent you and people who do not care for you. They don't care for life. They don't care for your freedom. During the COVID pandemic, pandemic, they implemented mask mandates and lockdowns with disregard to what the people have to say. That's not how this government works. The government works by the consent of the people, by the power of the people, the will of the people. Not the minority, not the majority. Just one has to speak up to take it into consideration. And so, you know what I say? Vote them all out. If they represent you and they're on that, that council, they're on that board, 
and they voted for those mandates, they voted for those masks, get them out of there. That's not someone you want to... Even though, oh, I'm always so wrong, I'm so sorry. Well, guess what? They'll do it again. If there's anything that we've learned from watching Washington, D.C., is politicians lie. And during an election year, they lie even more. And they're going to lie right to your face. Oh, man, yeah, that vaccine was bad. Oh, man, the mask... I'm so sorry about that. You know, I just didn't have all the information at the time. Until next time. Until next time when the CDC tells them, oh, this is bad. This is real bad. You need to, you need to do something. Oh, oh, you need to do these restrictions. Oh, okay, okay. We'll do the restrictions and mandates. When the people are sitting there calling them in troves, thousands at a time, saying, do not do this. They listen to the bureaucracy. They listen to the deep state. They listen to their masters who tell them what to do. That's what a politician does. And because money rules Washington. Money rules politicians. Foreign influence, corporate influence, private, philanthropical, doesn't matter. They rule Washington, not the people. Money has replaced the people. It's time to take that power back, to bring it back to the consent of the government, the powered of the people. That's where we stand here in 2022, the last stand for America to make her great once again. That's all we have with you for the Dark Delight Show. We'll be back with you tomorrow on another episode. Have a great day. Welcome.